10 years, three boys, one question, are we friends? Oh holy lord, dear lord divine, who turned the water into wine, pity us, we foolish men, who are going to turn it back again. Hello, welcome to Are We Friends, I am your co-host Taylor. I am your co-co-host Brian. And I'm Jorge. And this is the show where three devout boys who've known each other for 10 years go through their interests one at a time to see if they are actually still drunk friends anymore, or if it's just a sobering inertia. This week, we are talking um, about something kind of we talked about before, but I wanted to narrow it down a little bit. We're talking about cocktails. Cocktails. Two two things. One, yes. Somebody, (laughs) maybe two weeks ago, our good friend Chris, who was on a few things of ours recently said cocktails and i that's i don't know why the first time in my entire life that i started thinking cocktail yeah like a cock cocktails do you do you know where that (laughs) joke is brought to its absolute best is in the movie chicken run where the rooster takes a feather out sticks it in his martini glass and goes look cocktail oh i don't remember that at all all also yeah. chicken run been quite a while since i've seen it i'm a hundred percent certain i will put money down on the table the chicken run is still awesome dude telling you right now as somebody watched it in the last two years it's fucking incredible yeah definitely watching chicken run we were talking before this and watching emperor's new groove too <laughs> not two the, the one but just the P-O-O. emperor's new groove as well yes it's an audio <laughs> medium speaking of patrick warburton Patrick Warburton takes over for Tim Allen as the voice of Buzz Lightyear in uh-huh. all the cartoons. Uh-huh. Um, and I want to rewatch the Buzz Lightyear cartoon because I feel like there's some gold in there. Probably. Wait. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't yeah. even oh. realize that was a fucking. You're talking about Buzz Lightyear Star Command. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Patrick yeah, Warburton does that. the voice, not oh, Tim Allen. Wow. I watched that. Yeah, I, don't, I did too yeah, as a kid. There's a, there's, he's a there's a there's a blue girl. And, and a, I feel like a, a big fat, fat guy and a robot. Guy? Yeah, and a robot. Robot. Yeah, I, I have on VHS like the, like the made-for-TV sure, movie that kind I... of starts the animated show. Yeah, I, I yeah where he fights like Evil Buzz, who's yeah. blue. Or Zerg or something. No, it's... I don't... I think Zerg gets his his pal to betray him, who's like a blue version of him. Exactly, not, yeah. yeah. But he's 100%. not hair. Wait, does Buzz Lightyear like have hair? <laughs> Uh, we never see it. Maybe that's like where Buzz yes, comes from. The other guy is just does. like Hair Armstrong, he a, and he's Buzz Lightyear. Brian, Buzz? he has a purple cowl on. How would oh, you know? Shit. How would you know, Brian? Shit, I got. You want to talk cocky. big game? The car. Tell too, how do you know? I got too big for my britches. I got too big for my britches. I'm sorry. That's what I thought. I was thinking. Is of, that a cowl? I feel I was like cowls of, are loose. I think I was thinking of Woody's fucking cowlick thing. Um, <laughs> he's God. That's good. Uh, we don't see where the cowl goes underneath his suit, so maybe it is just it, a loose cowl, or it's a full skin. It suit. It might be like right. a full jumpsuit, like part of the the like a morph sort suit. of out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like well, a morph suit. <laughs> like a morph suit. Yeah, that is kind of like what jumpsuits are. Dude, we, should go, we should go. We should go as partially naked Buzz Lightyear for Halloween. I <laughs> just have a purple stop. morph suit. Like, on no. Buzz Lightyear on wings. the. <laughs> Buzz Lightly are on the walk of shame where like one person's holding their wings on their finger behind their arm. The other one's just like just has the pants and the buckle on. Oh, yeah, dude. Just purple morph suit with just the pants with the belt on is so funny. Someone coming in with just the helmet. Oh, Buzz. I was going to say, that's the fuck. 
anyways, uh, cocktails. We're not talking about Buzz Lightyear. No, any we're not. Shape or form. I had a, I had a good more twenty minutes on that, but I'll, I'll allow it to. Go. <laughs> I was gonna say no, but we're we're talking about cocktails today, and it uh, it began as I didn't have anything else I wanted to talk about, and I was we I've been drinking more cocktails lately, like moving oh. a little bit off of beer. And, you know, drinking liquor. But, like, over the course of the week, um, I had the boys drink a different cocktail every night. Um, And that was it. You know, I didn't. I told them specifically, like, try to distinguish it from the mixed drink. That's one of the things I want to talk about. What's the difference? Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, so I guess I just want to start out. What do you guys think? How would you enjoy a week of cocktails? So I did did what I could. (laughs) There, it was not every single night. I do have a good number of these with the recipes and everything written down. Mm-hmm. Um, it it was I, I for me I'm a trash boy. That's the thing about me. Doesn't matter how much money I ever have, I'm a trash boy. I want to go to a trash. I don't want to go to a brewery and drink your fancy beers all the time. I want to go to a shitty bar and get hammered. Like, you, that is how I like to drink. You can take the boy out of the trash, but you cannot take the trash out of the boy. Exactly. That being said, I do love cocktails. Oh yeah! Are, like it's. I think it is like the the perfect thing to have like one of at night, and especially like. So I had I had Shannon just pick whichever cocktails she would like to try out, so I could mostly like you know go that way because I I don't know. Uh, for <laughs> I, don't know. I did I did enjoy. It. To answer your question, I like it. Yeah, I I guess I I liked it too. And Hori, don't get me wrong, man. God, I miss going to a seedy bar with like a whole pack of smokes, gonna drink giant beers and fucking garbage dumpsters and just shoot them back like, hey, can I get a pickle back? Thank you for pouring that shot in a rocks glass. I'm really I love just going talking to a bar about where that you can get a beer so big that it makes you look like a literal <laughs> hobbit. It makes me look like a literal <laughs> hobbit. You know, I don't yeah. think they make beers big enough to make you look like a hobbit. What is Yo, this called? That's what we need. A pint. <laughs> it comes in pints. It comes in pints. Um, no, but I like. Oh God, I love going to a Mexican restaurant where they—they're the ones that always yeah. have the giant, heavy glass mugs yes. of like, "Hey, <laughs> thank you for this." I—I I don't know how to express it to you, right? You've given me unlimited chips and a beer this big. Yeah. How are there not more of these restaurants? Yeah. How are these not the only restaurants available? Yeah. How have we not spent more time at Mexican restaurants getting infinity chips and oh. giant beers? Yeah. Well, I used to live next to three, and we didn't, and then COVID happened, and then we moved. So. Yeah. Because well. I used to live on top of one, literally next door to another, and across the street from a third. Anyways, cocktails. Anyways, cocktails. So, what did you? What about, what about you, Brian? How'd you enjoy the week? Cocktails. I, I think I did about five days. I don't remember when. Not because I drank so much, but because time has the flow of time is convoluted. Because uh, so you drink too much. Night Solaire and everybody in the Dark Souls universe. Um, I so I did five of them, and it was, I I liked it to a point. Again, hmm. I am like when you guys were like, let's go to a bar or whatever. I'm like, yes, I'm always down for that. I was like, just take me to a house that has fucking. I'm still in that college mindset half the time. Just a big bowl of something that doesn't make sense. That has an entire fucking handle of something in it and a bunch of like fruit puncher shit, which is now gym like bucket. a horror show. Yeah. It's now oh, like a bucket. fundamental horror show in the COVID God. sphere. Like, right, that's literally like, oh, yeah. the kill yourself. It's just leave. But no, like, you're, I'm, I know you're, I can see it. Like, the yellow we igloo had with the it at red our top. House. That, that <laughs> thing. <laughs> we I did it at our house when we lived together. We yeah. had our, our, our housewarming party was. 
a bucket, bucket of gin. That's, I mean, no, um, that's my, that's yeah. my favorite way to do things. But one of the things I've found about cocktails, it's the best way to get more stuffy adults to get hammered with you. Yes. Like, you can't get them to drink 100 beers, you know, but you can get them to drink way too many chocolate martinis, for example. <laughs> Yeah. That, so yeah, yeah I, I know I realized that when we made Cosmos because I don't think I've ever had okay. a proper Cosmo before, um, and we did it. You know, I had my classic first Cosmo recipe. this time as well. Yeah, like I've, I, I think I've had them like made for me before, but I've never sure. ordered one at a bar. So this was the first time we did um, three to one vodka Cointreau, lime juice, and then like a splash of white cranberry juice to make okay. it like a clear Cosmo instead of like the pinkish one where you do a splash of normal cranberry juice. And like drinking, oh, that, like, oh, this is a fucking martini. Like this is just a martini <laughs> with a little bit of cranberry juice in it. Like no wonder people get fucking hammered on these the, things. I thought it was like a vodka cranberry plus. Like no, this is a this is a cocktail. Oh, we can talk about when we get into types of cocktails. A fair amount of cocktails are one ingredient off of each other, and I love I I love that yeah. because that made things very easy to do during like you know. Being like, cool, I have to, I'm making one trip to the store to get my, you know, cocktails of stuff. Let me get this, this, and that, and this, this, and that. That's six, five or six, whatever days of cocktails right there. We're all set. But fuck y'all for being so unimaginative that you just went, well, let's do the exact same thing except put soda water in instead. I'm like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> well, it's like, uh, you guys know about like the big five liquors, right? Like the, the main things that make. Uh, the five pillars of heaven, yes. Yeah, the five <laughs> pillars of heaven, yeah. No, it's like, um, I'm trying to remember what we did. Like, we did uh, vodka, uh, white rum, silver tequila, gin, and, like, blue curacao. And that's almost every drink you can imagine right there. And it's, like, it's like that's the not main ingredient. You're not missing anything right there? You're not, you're not missing anything right there? What, which one did I miss? Which whiskey. one did I miss? Whiskey. Whiskey's the fifth one. Fuck Curacao. <laughs> Curacao's was the... Uh, I worked at a shitty sports bar where we did hurricane drinks. Whiskey, I was like, like I don't big understand five. what... You get those five things. It. Yeah, you get those five things. You've got every cocktail, more yeah. or less. Because, like, as I understood it, traditionally a cocktail is entirely alcohol. There's nothing else but alcohol that's either, like, flavored in a way mm-hmm. or... But it's unlike a mixed drink where you're trying to dilute the amount of alcohol in it with a mixer... Like a like a Manhattan, there's nothing but the cherry in there that's not alcohol. So the what I what I did in the cursory search of stuff because I actually I found this because I did one of the drinks I did was an old fashioned and I was like, why is this an old fashioned? It's the I, I have a stupid wrestling anecdote that I'm going to bring up here. The the undead wizard known as the Undertaker does a right. move he's been doing forever. And nowadays, or recently, a couple of years, it was called old school. And that reminded me of the old fashioned because I'm like, okay, what was this called when it first came out? And <laughs> the answer for that, for that was nothing. It was just yeah. a weird move. But the old fashioned I found was brought up because it is pretty much exactly what an original cocktail was. It's like one of the oldest cocktails, right? It, it's like a cocktail. You could do that with other, um, you could do it with other liquors, right? Like you could have other stuff, but doing the sugar, water, and bitter, like that whole part of it, is what an original cocktail is. So the the old fashioned is basically. Are you saying you could you could go to a bar and order a cocktail and they would hand you an old fashioned? No, no, no. The no, fact no. that this was the 1800s during most of this suggests I'm not sure how prevalent the whole bar thing was. That or you know like how that worked, but 
just those ingredients were what were typically called, were brought up in a cocktail earlier before everything started getting settled in. It got called an old-fashioned because there were newer drinks and you could do the old-fashioned way, which was sugar, water, and bitters. Cool. On the other end, a surprisingly recent cocktail because it was so popular in Sex and the City is the Cosmopolitan. People think it was about 1988 <laughs> when the Cosmo was invented. Jesus. I always thought that, that Cosmos that feels really I thought, close. I always thought Cosmos were supposed to be like a like a fruitier lighter drink. Nope. Uh, I always thought they had like, you know, that kind Fuck of like up. like fruitier connotation to them. I did, I didn't like it very much cuz it was it was pretty bitter. <laughs> I don't like my drinks to be bitter. Yeah, like it, it. I guess like what I was saying when I was drinking it, like I got more martini out of anything. Granted, it's a little bit sweeter because we sure. made them with yeah. Uh, for sure. Cointreau is still liqueur. It's not like triple sec where it is saccharin. Um, oh but my God. it's yeah, but like a little bit of lime juice, a little bit of Cointreau, and you know, like garnish with a lime, and the rest of it's just fucking vodka. Like can yeah, you say, okay. Can you say liqueur again. Liqueur. Especially the first time you said it, it sounded like like liqueur, like like Coors banquet, <laughs> like liqueur, 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 liqueur's banquet. Oh, dude, oh, that's Coors. That's a million dollar idea right there. Can I get a liqueur's, liqueur's banquet? Dude. Can I get a liqueur's oh my God. banquet? God, what is like what's Mol- in Molson it? Is it Coors? Just... Talk to us right now. <laughs> yeah, right. You knew um, that off the top of your head, okay? But I think I wanted to do <laughs> There's cocktails. There's only two companies that own eighty percent of beer. It's AB InBev and Molson Coors. I'm pretty sure. Like that's the only shit that's there. I Wait, only know them by the is, label they handed me. One of those. Did one of those own Anheuser Busch? Because AB like, is Anheuser. AB hey, InBev was a fusion of Anheuser Busch, and I, I forget what InBev's formal, like, longer name is. But yeah, In Beverage. I fucking swear to God, Horace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I think I, I I want to tell you guys a story today, and okay. I, I kind of put into perspective why I think I wanted to do cocktails, and I, I don't think it really came to me until today. So you're an um, alcoholic? No. Whoa. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> we're we're trying to get some. Upset. We're trying no. to get. Uh, some work done on the house and okay. we had a contractor come in really quick to give us an estimate. We just want to like shrink a window. Right. So the guy walks in typical thing, like wearing a K95 mask and Carhartt shoes, like, you know, uh, khaki, like hard khaki work pants and a pair of boots and okay. wearing a hat. Right. And I'm talking to him and he's got a low voice, like a really low voice. And he just seems like a, you know, laid back, whatever kind of dude. Like, oh, yeah, you guys did some good work here. No, we can do that. And I'm thinking about six inches. What do you think? Like, yeah, all right, cool. And I and I just realized, like, I am a handy person and I was jealous of this dude. Like, you seem like a chill motherfucker. And I don't know. You seem cool. Like, you seem really cool because of what you do. And okay. I'm, I'm kind of. I like I was thrown by it for a second. I caught myself in that thought. Like, no, hold the phone. You, you, you don't need to ascribe to some other person's like what I'm what I'm projecting on this person is a vision of masculinity that I suddenly felt like I wasn't matching up to, right? Which is ridiculous, sure. right? And I know that I'm perfectly masculine in the way that I like to be masculine because masculinity is a personal thing. You do it the way you want to do it, and that's the only thing anyone can say about it, right? And I think cocktail drinking <laughs> is something I want to bring into that, you know? Yeah. It's a, it's a delicate line though. You know, you can't think about who you want to be too much. Cause then you're posing, 
but you can't just go directionless and just end up being something. Because then, like, no, 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 let's get let's get a little continuity here to th- string I, it together. Make some intentional choices about yourself. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to like oh, walk that sure. line. Okay. I'm trying to walk that line. Yeah. What well, one? There are definitely bad ways to do masculinity and bad ways to think about it. Shelf that. Uh, No, no, I I just meant like, you know, you don't have to be as masculine as somebody else because of the toxic ideal. You do masculinity in your own way. Like that was the sure, but also do it. Understand who's saying this, right? Yeah, I'm not saying like (laughs) no everyone's masculinity, including you, wife beater. Like no, 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 no. no. Obviously not Jesus. Because I was like, I don't think everybody can do masculinity in their own way because some of them are fucking stupid, dumb dorks who don't no, know what they're talking about. I was speaking to about. the people yeah. who listen to this of podcast, course. not guys like that That's contractor. Actually, yeah, exactly. At <laughs> least <laughs> well, he, he was chill. Yeah, he was uh, chill. He was cool. <laughs> yeah. Number two, when it when it comes to to figuring out whether you're trying to to finding the right way to. I get what you're saying. Like, you don't know what you you have to ride the fine line between like, do I want to be a cocktails person because I think it like it's cool and I want to like be a poser and do this thing just because I think it's cool. Or do you actually like cocktails? Is that kind of what you're getting at? Yeah. And more broadly, uh, when you have like not like a trait about yourself, is it something that I'm saying that there's a fine line between like this is I want to have this trait. This is going to be a thing that I do versus like absolutely accidentally you're entirely unaware of whatever your behaviors and habits are and the fine line is like somewhere in the middle between like no things that i like things that i would like and understanding things that i do like that fine line of where actual identity kind of like is made like understanding what my habits are understanding where i'd like to be and understanding you know like where i am in between that you know what i mean yes i so I, in this day and age of things, especially with like, although, I mean, repair, they're all fine. Skills are basically meant to be demonstrated at this point. Like there's no, theoretically, theoretically, and this is from our current perspective in our situation, we could call any business and get them to do a thing for us, right? Like fundamentally. And that includes like going to a bar and saying, make me a cocktail, right? So skills are fundamentally just like, cool, I want this because I want this. So if you're doing it for that reason, that's fine. If you're doing it to go, I want to be popular, stop it. Just do things because you want to be able to do them because they look fun. Don't do them because I need to look like I have clout with these people. Yeah. Order a cocktail because you want to drink a cocktail. Exactly. Don't order a yeah. cocktail you because want a beer, you want people. Have a beer. Yeah. Don't order a cocktail because you want people to see you as the kind of person Bingo. who orders cocktails. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I think always oh, just just do what you want. I think one of the easiest ways <laughs> you can you feel. figure out whether you actually just what you're doing what you want is if you don't flaunt it at everybody. Correct. You know? It's a little harder with with cocktail, but I mean, like you could you could have interests and skills that you just like don't have to like tell the whole world that exactly. you're doing and how cool you are for doing them. You know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, and, and like and for whatever reason, like cocktails became the metonymy for. Like this identity quest. So I wanted to go on this quest with you guys, but I'm going to shelf that for now because I want to know what oh. you guys drank this week. All right. Okay. I want to like let us let us have that in the background, kind of ruminating, and then I want to talk about what we actually fucking drank this week. Okay. So wait. So what I yeah what I drank throughout the week. Yeah. But, uh. Wait. So first one was a cinnamon toast crunch. Stop it. Just three ounces of rum chata. Thanks everybody. An ounce of <laughs> vanilla vodka. <laughs> A uh, half ounce of Fireball, oh. shake with ice, serve over ice, rim glass with cinnamon sugar. 
Uh, I would say. Uh, definitely Cinnamon would rather sugar drink a white Russian. Glass. T- uh, tip from tip from uh, Jeff, who will allegedly do the follow-up podcast to us, We Are Friends, where he critiques every episode of our thing. But uh, I did get a tip from him of just do not buy flavored primary vodkas. Like stuff like Kahlua, like liqueurs, Citron. completely fine to buy. But like if you see a Smirnoff that says vanilla vodka, no, don't. It's bad. They I all can, aren't there good. Are, what there exception? are reasons to have them, and it is within specific cocktails, and I will just, I will demonstrate yeah. later. Just Citron. saying. Citron vodka is a great thing to have in the house. Just saying. Yep. You, Next, can, uh, you can make the flavors yourself. <laughs> also had a, uh, a Cosmo. Excellent. We know about that one now. Did you guys uh, do triple sec or Cointreau? Uh, we did. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just Do you have Cointreau in the know. house? <laughs> I don't know. If Shannon made it, I don't have the... I know it's orange liqueur. So. <laughs> Might be triple sec. If it's in a plastic bottle, it's triple sec. I didn't I didn't even look at the bottle. L-O-L. Not anywhere near me. <laughs> so was, now I know how I murder you. Was, I just get someone to pretend to be Shannon to make you a cocktail and just drink. drink it. Why, why, why don't you just cut out the middleman yeah. and just like hand me something to pop into it, my mouth? It's, it's like literally put a drink in front of him and say that it has alcohol in it. He's set. Yeah, Hoover it up. Uh, we also had a frozen peach mango daiquiri. Ooh, okay, okay. Daiquiris. Okay. Just a, a cup and a half of peaches and mango, one cup of ice, three ounces of white rum, uh, ounce and a half of triple sec, which makes me think that's probably what we used, uh, an ounce and a half of lime juice. <laughs> it makes two. It was delicious. Yeah, it sounds like it. Fucking love daiquiris. And then to get back to your uh, your flavored vodka debate brian chocolate <laughs> martini Ooh. which has become a, a staple in in shannon's family home and my, it's, my it's parents home too oh my unbelievably God. it's it is unbelievably delicious dude i don't know how to explain I it. Five, you. Milk. five ounces of half and half two ounces of cream to cacao two ounces of coffee liqueur one ounce of whipped cream or vanilla vodka and then sometimes Ooh. you also put in uh uh chocolate syrup like in the, the spiral yes. around the glass to make it look all fancy in the martini glass, you know? We've got a different recipe. First of all, yeah, um, rim your glass with the chocolate syrup that the way you great. do it. Godiva has two different chocolate liqueurs, a white chocolate and a dark it. chocolate. Yeah, do those two yeah. together with a little bit of creme de cacao and then shave uh, like bittersweet chocolate on top. And so take, yeah, that out that, take out the cream, take out the heavy cream and it's just like a, like a cocktail then. Mm. Yeah, the only thing I have issue with there is the vodka being flavored something else. Everything else sounds great. I love those. Those sound awesome. It's part of it, Brian. Sorry, we also don't have vodka. Grow up, Brian. I don't believe you. Grow up and buy a whipped cream or vanilla <laughs> vodka, he says. You heard me. Fuck you. This 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 concept you have of masculinity, Brian. It's we've not been talking it's about toxic. Just, buddy. We've just been talking about. Hey, this, look. Brian. I mean, I it's know that your snobbery big man friend not, told no, you it's that snobbery. you can buy whatever it is vodka snobbery, would make you not more manly or whatever. But just buy the vodka it you want to buy. Nothing buddy. to do with that. <laughs> if you like pinnacle whipped cream cherry, come in my face One, vodka. Like get some of that. I too, don't. Man. It's fucking delightful. <laughs> if you want to get a little bit of boom boom surprise like uh, orange the twist vodka, like have a fucking great time. The only like flavor thing that is like a prime i guess core the five pillars of heaven one of the only pillars that i like that's flavored is fireball and what that does is send brian to another dimension where he doesn't know what happens the day after he goes out and drinks fireball 
Can I tell you something about Fireball? I, I dated a girl um, a long Named time Fireball. before I met the love of my life, uh, before I started dating the love of my life, Emily. Um, and she, she would just take like a rocks glass, mm-hmm. fill the entire thing up with yeah. Fireball, and would just slowly sip on Excellent. it the entire night. No notes. And I remember like, I can remember, you know, smell is an incredibly powerful like memory trigger. I can, every time I smell it, I'm just on the couch of our friend Evan's house looking at her and just smelling fireball like gasoline and cinnamon coming like slowly out of her glass i think when you start to have a staple drink it's the inevitable conclusion like event at some it's the same thing happened to me with absinthe and vodka and tequila and you can stop no stop right there stop uh, at one, at some point, you're making your mixed drink, and then you just look at the mixer, and you just toss it behind you, and you just walk away with your glass. That, you know? that is, well, that's what I, yeah. I kind of thought that cocktails would be good for, because cocktails are kind of like the classy version of taking the mixer and like, meh, I don't need that, and just like, let's just keep all the liquor in. My, it. my favorite, my favorite uh, colloquial or you know, like story uh, recipe was for a martini, because there's a million different martini recipes you can do. With variations on how much, uh, how much vermouth, what type of vermouth, whether you do gin or vodka, how do you take it? that sort of thing. Um, what's your what's your uh, martini order? Brian? I do gin with a little bit of vermouth. So and dry, I do a dry gin. Yes, dry gin. Um, and I don't do the dirt. I don't do dirty. I don't do any of the olive brine or anything like that. Um, Gross. But my favorite one was someone just saying, "Pour." <laughs> Pour gin into a martini glass while looking at a bottle of vermouth. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yes, yes, that's the correct idea. That is absolutely correct. I, I had a like cocktail gin. Gin's story. the only one I don't like. Uh, my Mimi was a gin drinker. She loved gin. And usually she when actually we do martinis. Mimi? Yeah, my, my grandma, my Mimi. Um, she was a gin drinker. I but, always um, use Mimi and Mima and stuff to like call to reference people's grandmothers, people's but that's no, obviously I not what have I call a, my grandmother. I have a Mimi. <laughs> um, well, had a Mimi. She's been dead for a decade. Well, all right. Um, <laughs> grim way to say that. But <laughs> um, no, no, she was a gin drinker, and it, it felt special because like, when I started drinking martinis, like, I like a vodka teeny. I really do. Uh, my dad is a vodka tonic with olives. That's his order, and I always oh. he's the only person I've ever met who wants the sweetness of tonic water and the brine of olives in the same beverage. But he does. He's been ordering it my entire life. And, like, my order is now pretty much go to a Manhattan. Like, I okay. want a Manhattan. Probably Bullet, if you've got it, or whatever, like, your mid-shelf bourbon is to sure. start. Um, and then, like, I, I want as many bitters as you can put in it. Like, I want you to just... <laughs> just so Strange. If you could just leave the bottle. Yeah, like, don't... <laughs> yeah, like, it's never too much. Like, you can tell a bartender that, and they're always going to, like, yeah, I'll do, like, three or four squares. Like, no, no, no. I've, I, I've had quite a few Manhattans in my life, but ultimately I decided, like, I just had to cut out the middleman again and get, get down to the core of what I actually cared about in that drink. I will say, if you regularly make Manhattans and you have your bar stocked for that... Then in a pinch, when you can, when you run out of alcohol, you can just drink the vermouth. Stop, <laughs> like Taylor yeah. and I did. Oh, <laughs> we've done that before. No, yeah. and we, we drank we something drink called a lot butter of weird shots things when no. we've run out of booze. We've, yeah. yeah, just facing cordials. <laughs> um, for those of you guys who want a vermouth recommendation for sweet vermouth, uh, it's called Carpano. Get it? Oh, it's worth it. It comes in a beautiful God. dark green bottle with a red top. That's a classic. Get that martini and Rossi out of there. Um, oh, that's I don't. I don't drink one. it anymore. Doesn't it come it's in not... the same bottle though? No, 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 no. Carpano is in like a nice round bottle. It looks like a sexier wine bottle. You're just describing um, still the same. And one, martini, right? Mar- no, Martini Rossi sweet vermouth has a big Martini Rossi written mm-hmm. on it. Carpano doesn't. 
Um, That's the only difference. Because they also have the shape both dark green both. bottle with the red top. Right? Yeah. Uh, so but the only like, difference uh, is the logo. Martini, is Martini Rossi comes in like a rectangular-ish bottle, and the the Carpano comes in a round bottle. Mm. But anyway, it, like, it, makes, it has like a nice almost cola-like flavor to it. It's a very sweet vermouth. And it's excellent. Like I, we used it in so many different things this week, and I, I really like it. Um, speaking of which, I want to go through Brian. Go through your drinks because I want to go through mine real quick. Um, so I did. I basically tried to keep it efficient. So I just did. I ended up just doing uh, whiskey and vodka. Uh, no. So I did. Uh, I did an old fashioned. I did a whiskey sour. What'd you do? Did you use sour mix? I use the Pose sour mix that I really like because it's good. Uh, I didn't do because I was going to get into this about like what constitutes a cocktail sort of thing. Like, are there uh-huh. requirements to that? But um, I just used a pre-made sour mix. Um, All right, yeah, whatever. I did a oh no, I did tequila as well. I did a margarita because fucking any excuse to fucking make a margarita <laughs> is great. And then I did a white Russian, and then I did what is called a mind eraser. Oh, what is a mind Tell me more about that. This, while, okay, so I also looked up, I, I have a couple of these other, like, cocktails that I just had that were just names that I fucking loved that also looked like pretty good cocktails. Mind Eraser was one of those very simple, and I was drinking it. I had another one of them just before this or during this episode. Very simple. It is just a white Russian replacing the cream slash half and half with soda water. Gives you a nice Gross. little fucking tickle. It's good. It's great. It's like an egg cream. But kind of, actually, alcoholic. yeah. Ooh, now I'm I back was on just going to say it, it yeah. gives you that vibe of it. Yeah. I love egg <laughs> creams. I know you do. There's a place in Richmond where you can get them. The uh, Nates. They're not bad. I never had them before. I like them. Yeah, they're not. They're not great. No either. egg, no cream. Yeah. See, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Enough. You, ne- when somebody <laughs> has egg in the title, you never know if it's going to have egg. <laughs> you Prove truly don't. Prove me wrong. Egg roll. Where's egg the roll. egg in an egg roll? Schrodinger's egg right here. Eggnog. Schrodinger's egg. That's you what I'm talking about. Eggnog. Well, eggnog is full of fucking eggs, bro. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But it's more nog than egg. I mean, come on. I slipped, gotcha. it, I slipped it right into the list. There are probably yeah. listeners out there that was like, yeah, eggnog doesn't have eggs yeah. in it. That is crazy. Can I make you a schmeg salad sandwich? A schmeg sh- Excuse me? Yeah, schmeg salad sandwich. Would you like one? <laughs> You're fucking with me. Does it have eggs in it? See, you don't know. You don't. And that's the point. That's what I'm you saying. <laughs> Wait a minute. I don't, I, don't wanna, I don't want any part of this. Um, but yeah, um, that's what. <laughs> yeah. We had a. Oh let's see, God. we did uh, Manhattan's the first night. Okay. Um, Cosmos, the second night. Okay. I did a, a derby. Um, well, me? ours was a little modified. A derby is like a. Um, it's like a Manhattan, but instead of a cherry, it's got lime and mint in it. It's like okay. a, the Derby cocktail. It's got orange, orange, uh, like a, a little bit of uh, orange juice or lime juice in it. So like uh, vodka, sorry, uh, whiskey, vermouth, uh, or lime juice and mint. That's a Derby. And it was, that sounds it was nice. Okay. You know? Yeah, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It I wouldn't my kick that out of, bed. of the bunch. No, uh, <laughs> we had margaritas too. And tonight we are drinking like modified Manhattans, which instead of Murciano cherries, we did muddled ginger, uh, which would muddled crystallized ginger, which Ooh. was fucking awesome. Sounds nice. I had the fucking time of my life drinking this when we were talking today. Ginger also um, has a a bit of a history with the whole cocktail name because one of the alleged things about a cocktail, like the name of the cocktail and kind of how it comes through into this. Sort it of was drink invented thing. by a woman named Ginger. Stop it! I swear. ginger cock. There's so cocktailed. 
cocktail. This is her tale. Cocktail. Was a cocktail. Was a reference about horses most of the time. Like until the 18... 18- hundreds why don't they call it horse tails i swear to fucking god dude i well okay so one of the things was one of the things was that cocktail as in the tail cocked uh, like came up right and one like a cocked yes exactly it was cocktailed exactly like it it, it, exactly um but one of apparently one of the things about that phrase was that you would use a ginger suppository on the horse to Make its tail go, cock, like, get cocktail. I don't know why that fucking shows up. But then, like, ginger seems to be a thing that kind of shows up in that, um, in those references in, like, the 1800s about the phrase. And I don't know if they go into the actual drinks that they were doing early at that time. But when you said ginger, I immediately thought of that fucking story. And I wanted, I needed to share that to get that out of my head to think I wasn't fucking insane. I don't, I would give up reading, I would give up reading any book, any, like any, any one genre for the rest of my life. If I could read the memoir of the guy who had to stand behind a horse and put a ginger root into that beast's (laughs) asshole. Just another day in God's country. Just another day in God's country. And then just like (laughs) sticks it right in there, like gives it a good old lick and like, all right, get over here. Seabiscuit's desire. (laughs) Also, and just also to bring up a little bit more, they like plugs a horse. The interest of about the cocktail thing was apparently initially like they everyone had the same idea about cocktails was they get you fucking drunk, right? And they're yeah, e- they're true. an easy way to get you fucking drunk because one of the things was from fucking some editor to uh, answer the question, "What's a cocktail?" <laughs> It's basically is like it's an electioneering potion, and and he he was taking a shit on fucking Democrats because it's eighteen oh six, and he was like, it's a great use for a Democratic candidate because a person having swallowed a glass of it is ready to swallow anything else. And I was just like, <laughs> wow, y'all don't give a fuck, do you? That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, I used to talk better sometimes. Though. Exactly. Um, yeah, when it was yeah. still a virtue. To like have a quippy response to something, you know, not just like yeah. I was I, I was also surprised looking up a little bit of the stuff that there's a lot of stuff in the the 1800s about um like about cocktails and how there were some references before that. I if you had given me like just an immediate like guess, I would have said they were invented during some form of prohibition as a way to fucking cut down on the bad taste of the horrible alcohol they were so like all the backwater fucking bathtub oh, like gin bathtub and shit gin. like you know yeah. the fucking bad cut whiskey that they had to bring in from fucking nowheresville and it's like here yeah. let's put some lime juice in this to make it okay apparently way before that and i was like oh shit that's fucking weird yeah so like america used to have a drinking culture um mm-hmm. like a, like a culture of like incredibly complicated cocktails with frothed eggs and shit and all sorts of <laughs> wonderful things and then then prohibition and what people don't understand about prohibition is that most people voted for prohibition thinking it would be like oh like hard liquor we don't like people who beat their wives on the courthouse steps that's what we're trying to get rid of and then the bolstead act came out <laughs> which was really like the specifics of prohibition mm-hmm. cuz the the 19th amendment is really or the 18th amendment is really just kind of yeah, like 18. you can't sell liquor anymore but like and then the Volstead act was kind of like okay we get that ethanol is used in a lot of industrial products <laughs> and it's like a necessary part of our industrialized society 
So here is the things you can't do. This is when we begin to like sell denatured alcohol. Like when oh. you buy like denatured alcohol from the hardware store, like that shit's got so much poison put into it after it's pure <laughs> ethanol, you cannot drink it. And like mouthwashes and shit, can't use ethanol in that anymore. And a lot of shit like that. Okay. It's really like how, you know, like how are they going to enforce and what are the specifics of prohibition? The Volstead Act. Anyway, so after that, we lost a lot of a lot of that culture, you know, because, like, sure. you know, after prohibition was repealed, like what? There's Yingling, there's Budweiser. And then there's a couple of cocktails that survive. For an example of this is, in addition to the Manhattan, all five of the boroughs of New York used to have their own like signature oh, beverage. Rad. There used to be a Queens, a Bronx, a Brooklyn, so on and so forth. But the Manhattan's the only one that survives. Like we know, you know, you can find a record, like someone's recipe of what the rest of them are. But you, if you walk into a, a bar and order a Brooklyn, someone's gonna look at you like. What are you fucking taking stupid pills? Like what the fuck you want to drink? Um, Did you start talking like you were in? Brooklyn? I was gonna say a little bit, like, like you know, sir, I'm, this I'm, is Virginia. Please leave. Hey, look, I'm Bernie Brooklyn here. You know, you take fucking stupid Bernie pills. Like, come Brooklyn on, come on, here. come on. You know, fuck you. We've been you in Gabagool Pizzeria. <laughs> like, yeah, but it's just like it's a shame that like America in a time when we grew mm-hmm. up, right? There was such a lamentation about like the scourge of bin drinking. All the teens and young adults and older adults and seniors want to do who aren't us on this. I was going to say right we know nothing about newscasters. That. Just want to binge drink, and that's like the worst kind of drinking. Sorry, I have a terrible like Charlie Gibson impression. That's as, as well as I can do. Um, okay, <laughs> but. Uh, like is yeah, like a lot. I feel I feel like that's not unconnected to the fact that we took the rugs out of drinking alcohol as a culture for 10 years there's always I, I, yeah well hold up i i don't want to be that guy but you do know that drinking is bad binge, for you and right? especially like we, binge drinking <laughs> binge drinking that is a scourge is. on people <laughs> we've no, managed it is. to do it, it responsibly but like it's weird we really take a risk we, with ourselves i was gonna say right, right, right. we escaped I, I understand that but we um, didn't like <laughs> what i'm saying is uh i don't hear and perhaps if we have any international listeners, I don't hear about the Dutch teenage scourge of binge drinking. Oh, sure. I don't hear about, like, the terrible problem in Barcelona with teens Bar- going into basements all, with red solo cups and binge drinking. Like, I don't hear about Canadians, you know, the night before their 19th birthday going fucking bananas. You know, like, it's just not, it seems like a weirdly unique, like a, like an American form of excess. Well, it's that a- we want to fucking get hammered with red solo cups to the point yeah. where, like, a lot of other places in the world, when they do an America party, the Red Solo Cup makes a weird amount of presence and like disgusting. I'm happy about that. Fucking like buckets of booze yeah. coming. Like this I've is what heard we, that, this and, is, and I and I think it's our, that's our, great. It's, I think it's our birthright. I, I think, think it I is like our it. birthright. But like that's what I'm saying is that we don't have a a culture anymore. Mm-hmm. We used to have a culture of the cocktail. Right, like everyone else. I mean, it sounds like we got a culture. They can have America. <laughs> I was gonna party. say they can have they a have very America specific party, party as to what it is. So. I guess. We don't have a a culture based on what we're drinking. We have a culture based on how much we're mm, drinking. Sure. Yeah. My only I I will address this because I actually fascinated by the thing. I just want to say that when you said we have America, they have America parties and they have the Red Solo Cup and it's all about fucking gin buckets and such thing. Two words just just floated into my head in reaction to that, and it was "You're welcome," because <laughs> yeah. that's how you're supposed to do things. 
Um, yeah. I don't know how fucking hopping Okinawa was at the time, but let me tell you right fucking now, it's fucking awesome. I've seen the way you guys order French fries. You order 100 pounds of them at a time. It's fucking awesome. You're welcome. I've also heard that the British have a culture of of like drinking all night and then being like throwing up and that rallying normal and then going back to it. But like that not being super like a super trashy boot and rally is in a cornerstone of their drinking culture is what you're saying i don't know i've heard maybe one person tell me that someone from british tell us if that's right anyone who is an expat or is not living in america at the time at when you listen to this like hit us up please we'd love to learn more about like give us the real nitty-gritty like no 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 no. you don't understand this is what we're doing right now. tell us about how those dorks in lederhosen drink fucking yeah, tell me about like what Oktoberfest is actually like. Since like, September. tell me what a fight the pint at the pub right after quitting time is like. Because we don't tell know. me what it's like to drink pisco with your extended family is like. Like, just tell me what your drinking experience is like if it's not American, and if it is American and different, tell me. The thing I was going to say was, especially with drinking post prohibition, there is that like repression sort of culture there which makes the act of drinking an on a more taboo thing so if you are a teenager if you are rebelling the idea being i'm gonna do as much of this shit as possible and since there isn't a formalized thing of like well yeah let's you know have these sort of things be in the mainstream or at least be more acceptable i, I guess or, or like yeah not as you rebel yeah. with using something that's going to make your parents angry. exactly, and drinking makes your parents angry in America because drinking is taboo. Exactly, but if drinking were more or less a normalized thing, like I'm going to go out and go drinking, like sure, just be safely home at eleven. We love you. Would you like a ride back? We support you. Like, damn it, you've taken the rugs out. You took the rug out for me of this rebellion. I wanted you to hate me. Yeah, Dad. I I've I've always thought those those kinds of viewpoints stand on pretty weak legs personally okay i've, I've yeah. people have supported my drinking habits throughout my life and it is i've been did not stop me any so but you're it's none whatsoever i i understand that but also there's a level of there's the personal circle of people supporting and there's the wide or wider culture of how one learns to drink and what to drink and when to drink and that sort of thing i had parents who weren't fucking dumb that we had a fucking um we had a New Year's party one time where someone fucking thought they were slick shit sneaking in a fucking <laughs> case of beer or whatever, and my parents were like, Yeah, was everyone safe? And I'm like, What? And they're like, Yeah, was everyone safe with the beer? And I'm like, oh, oh. and they're like, Yeah, fucking just yeah, nobody fucking drives it. home, right? And they're like, Yes. And like, then fucking, yeah, be cool. Like, personally, they were cool, but the culture of how you drank was still the binge you gotta hide thing. It. like it was still there was the thought of we have to sneak this in we have to do this and the way especially in college was how the drank was this very it was the very off the leash sentiment like the, the everyone's I, vibe was they had been constrained and controlled even if they hadn't been and they were now let loose to do what they wanted sort of thing. That's what I meant when I, I talked about I, culture. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that right now deconstructing American culture is going to lead to anywhere fun in our current Oh, climate. no, certainly but not. Let me talk about just... the what my final Ooh. drink is, which is the uh, death in the afternoon. Oh, yes. Hemingway. Uh, uh, classic 
classic. This is the one that I I picked for tonight and uh, did a little bit of research on. There's not there's not too much to research. Sure. Uh, it's it's just uh, absinthe, and then you add iced champagne until it attains yes. the proper opalescent milkiness, Ooh. as Hemingway put it. Mm. He uh he he lists out the recipe, and then he specifically says drink three to five of these slowly. Which yeah, I that's, about right. that's in the fundamental recipe. <laughs> this recipe comes was originally published in So Read the Nose or Breath in the Afternoon, a 1935 cocktail book with contributions from famous authors. So this, is, this is Hemingway himself. Um, but this in. I have to get a hold of that um, book. <laughs> I know, right? That sounds awesome. So, uh, it was claimed to be invented by him after he spent time in the Left Bank, Paris, and enjoyed okay. absinthe there. Uh, the original printed recipe also claimed that it was invented by him and three officers of HMS Denae after seven hours overboard trying to get Captain Bra Saunders's <laughs> fishing boat off a bank where she had gone with us in a northwest gale. That sounds so that's, rad. That's really all funny. I have. How is that not one is. of his stories? Is that one of his stories? I hope it is. <laughs> well, this, the, the name is based on one of his books. Oh, so. okay. Yeah. yeah I, have no way, I don't fucking know anything. Um, they also call it a Hemingway sometimes. Amongst other I things. like death in the it's, afternoon. If you like absinthe and champagne, yes. it's good. I mean, you. I think you do have to like absinthe. It's not as strong as that. If you're like a little bit on the fence with absinthe, that might be perfect. Like to just even out the absinthe a little bit with the sweetness of the champagne. If you haven't had absinthe, give it a shot. Giving a quick heads up, it's gonna taste like licorice came and punched you in both of your nostrils, like tiny little nostril sized fists. Yeah, it's very it's- pleasant. It's very pleasant. I would say, I mean, I like absinthe a lot. I would say, I feel like that one is one where it maybe comes not just from what I personally, there's something about it being absinthe yes. <laughs> also. And I do like to drink it. I, I can tell that I like it though, because I prefer to drink it pretty often, just like completely straight out of the without bottle, yeah. any of the other stuff that you're supposed to add in. Not out of the bottle. It's too. So for those of you pungent. who don't know, it's too, too strong. The... Like they it, like bur- it's somehow burns like a lot more than <laughs> versus getting into, into a into glass. Like, a, like I put it into a little glass and you know, it's like aired out a little bit. And oh, I can take my oh, very small sorry. sips. Well, I just meant directly. Sorry, not out of the bottle as in fucking it's putting much, my yeah, lips this, to the bottle too much pressure of all <laughs> of the liquid coming down on you uh, i do so, find that after i've been drinking absinthe <laughs> all night it does feel like my inner flesh has been somewhat eroded <laughs> <laughs> like you took the layer off the outside of a penny yeah. <laughs> well, that, that happens uh, with, with pretty much any liquor if you drink it straight for, for long enough what Hori's like talking about, like drinking absinthe straight, the traditional way to drink absinthe, like you don't do shots, you don't drink it, you put a cube of sugar on what's called an absinthe spoon, which is kind of like a just strainer, a little strainer, flat strainer. Um, you pour the absinthe over a sugar cube into a little bit of water. And so absinthe itself is very clear. It's bright green and clear. But when it mixes awesome. with water, and that should tell you something, it reacts with water and it becomes very cloudy. So, you know, like unlike <laughs> al- other alcohols, it is reactive with water. <laughs> I did find out that the sugar cube actually came a good deal later. And originally it was just like cool water poured into it. Okay. And huh, okay. People talk about a lot about the louche effect, which is like the... It, it's the name for the effect of when it's really cool when you do it. The water hits like the bright green absinthe and you can see like this cloud burst down and it, it becomes this. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what type of green that is. Not good with colors. <laughs> it uh, is. It, it, it goes cool from like a, an, em, an emerald green to like a sage green. The same shade, but a different. Sure. It's very soft. Um, yeah, like yeah, it's it is like it's a fascinating and beautiful drink. Like the, um, the default background green in Google Sheets. Okay. Or right. that. 
You know, sure. <laughs> I, dude, there are a lot of people out there that know exactly what I am talking about right now. So, like, as I was thinking about, I want to come back to something I said we were kind of putting on the back burner for a bit. And oh, that's yeah. Like the question of identity and where cocktails fits into that. Because we've talked a Why lot. Why is this the of, episode where we're about, so prevalent I don't know, like it just on culture like it clicked, and identity? It, he's been it, drinking it cocktails all week. I've been drinking fucking cocktails all week. I'm a different person now. <laughs> And I didn't choose to be this person. This is who I ended up walking <laughs> to be. It seems like you chose to be this person. <laughs> seems... No, but I like uh, we've talked a lot about kind of like lifestyle choices yeah. and how we go. We did a drinking episode before, and that was kind of like talking about the way that Jorge and I, when we're together, like to drink. Um, and like when, when Brian and I live together, how we like to drink. Uh, we've talked about um, like graduation like what it's and dating we you know what what it means to kind of like be yourself like you know put your best foot forward kind of get out there we've talked several times in several different episodes kind of discreetly about what i think what i think i'm coming to with cocktails and in this show like between us three is that don't yuck other people's yums correct and make sure to know the flavor of your own yums. Like, really enjoy the flavor of your own yums. And know why you don't like other... And know why it's a yuck for you when it's another yum for another person. Like, there's a lot of, like, understand yourself so that you can be empathetic with others. Savor the flavor. Savor <laughs> the you, flavor. Brian. Go. What is your, 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 uh, your cocktail that you researched? Go. Who, me? Yeah, go. What do you? T- oh, I I went over a couple of them just the old because they had great names. Oh yeah, you did talk about the history. I, yeah, of the old I fashion. fucking yeah. Taylor I, I talked about, about things. The, Fuck the Cosmo, the Cosmo. How recent of an invention it is? Like 1988 is the you know the idea of of just about when the co- mm-hmm. when the Cosmo came around. Cool. Well, then, then the only thing we have left from your homework is to discuss which cocktail we would pick for each other. It's the last bit of that. I, was, I think it's the last bit. I. Speaking of identities, what do you identify each of us yeah. with? So, I'm annoyed. Brian. I'm annoyed with you, Jorge, because you are drinking the one I would identify. Because I saw it and I went, yeah, that's Jorge. 100%. That's Jorge. That's it. And the answer's over. It is a death in the afternoon because it is both absinthe and champagne. And it is meant to be drank in bunches. Like, there's no... Hooray. <laughs> um, so, that was the one I thought of um, for you. Uh Taylor was interesting because I kind of wanted to go in a couple of different directions with it. So, like, I thought of a thing like an old-fashioned or Manhattan, like that sort of vibe of that kind of classic thing. But I also, I think maybe this is, like, a different phase of Taylor, and I feel like you guys already know this one. But just on principle, the adios motherfucker has to be referenced. The adios motherfucker includes... Vodka, rum, tequila, gin, blue curacao, a sour mix, and Seven Up. So, so like, just like the Long Island iced the, tea, shitty or younger exactly. brother. It is the, the oh fucking, man, what's it called? It's called Adios, motherfucker. I want that. Um, the Seven Up sounds good. Exactly right. <laughs> I know, right? Um, but I did. This one's a little bit. This is a little bit is more classy, and I also think it, it speaks a little bit more. Was the Corpse Reviver number one, which is cone? This is not to be confused with the. There's Corpse Reviver now that is, I think, technically the more popular one, which is gin, lemon juice, Cointreau, Lillet Blanc, uh, and a dash of absinthe. Right? That's 
fine. I like honestly, you could take both of these as your thing. But I liked this this mix of cognac, Calvados, brandy, and vermouth. I thought that was a nice, mm. classy mix of things together. No idea how this will taste. I just looked at some mixes of things and went, are these like relative to this person for me? And I thought all of those together seemed like a nice little mix. And it's called the Corpse Reviver. I just like that name too. So yeah, I remind you of a necromancer. Yes. Okay. Well, because I've seen you rise from the grave of fucking binge drinking so many times that it's... You mean come I've down come from the heaven of binge drinking? <laughs> Icarus and his melting <laughs> wings. He climbed back That's down the five pillars of heaven and came back to grace <laughs> us with his presence. Dude, but sometimes, sometimes you take those wax wings all the way to the sun and come back... <laughs> A golden god. Like sliding back <laughs> under the ground like a parachuter, you know? And they're like sliding like a good while landing. And uh, those times, when you when you don't get the hangover after several days of going for it. What about you, Ori? What were the drinks uh, you chose for us? I mean, there's a, there's a lot of drinks out there. I had a little bit of a hard nothing. time picking, but yeah. I think what I came to nothing. throughout this episode, particularly while Brian was talking, I think... Brian, I for you, I do think the old fashioned is like where my mind okay. is going, and it's because you you specifically seem to like the the appeal and the look of having like the classic glass of whiskey, absolutely, you know, hundred like percent, like the full normal classic setup, you know, like the the one. And so if we had to totally. convert it to cocktail, I feel like old fashioned is like that that classic equivalent. Taylor's a little tougher. <laughs> Taylor has a. Since Taylor my, has been my long-time drinking buddy, that I've seen a lot of different moods. So in my mind, there's like afternoon seersucker suit Taylor who's drinking a Long Island iced tea. There's like I love that both of us picked a murderous drink for Taylor and went, "Yeah, that's you. That's." There's like the the nightlife martini glass Manhattan mm-hmm. Taylor, you know, and then there's like the after the nightclub at my house gin bucket Taylor, right? <laughs> That's like that's like a full day of Taylor of Taylor. Wow, I mean those aren't uh, not inaccurate, but just hilarious. (laughs) Taylor, what about you for us? So for Brian, a um, piece of shit in a glass. (laughs) No, like having lived with you for years, uh, for a year, I chose uh, the White Russian. Absolutely. Um, Oh yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, I thought it's classic. Um, the milk. There's milk involved. It's the milk. A lot of it's the milk. Uh, it's yeah. It's classy and it's a way to drink milk with ice cubes. I like them. They're very. They're extremely. They're so fucking good. good. We had them like we didn't touch eggnog once this Christmas. We were just facing white Russians the entire December, and it was fucking awesome. I was. I I made. We made a huge mistake over here because we had eggnog and white Russians and coquito, and we had just been having ghostinis for Halloween. And then we had this uh, this uh, fucking cinnamon toast crunch, and it's just like I need to stop with the milk. I have had enough. I'm literally lactating over here. I cry milky tears when I think of the United States or whatever. You know? What about you? Uh, and then for Jorge, um, for you, buddy, I chose the Sazerac. Sazerac. Yeah, I don't remember Sazerac, if I've had one or not. It's a it's made typically with rye whiskey and absinthe, mm. um, a little bit of no, water, a little bit of one. bitters, and a little bit of sugar. Um, so it's like a classic, classic drink. It's uh, I think lemon is how I, I would serve it. Um, I feel like they, they probably serve it at that speakeasy we got in Richmond. 
That's, yeah, probably. We should, oh as soon as, yeah, as, soon as uh, we're allowed you know, back out, things uh, we should definitely. Yeah. I, I want to go try one of those. Yeah, but I think you'd like it. It's a very boozy yeah. drink. It's a very classy drink. You can absolutely like. You it's had me a boozy enough. Yeah, if not very. <laughs> if yeah. not very. Yeah. Would be the, the the ones I chose for us. I think these are pretty yeah. good. I think they tell us a lot about each other and what we think of oh, each no. other. Yeah. Taylor is staring dagger. No, he's not. I was just... <laughs> yeah, but I I think it was definitely. Uh, I just want this was a fun one. I wanted to do this. Yeah, I looked forward to this episode more throughout the week as I was ah. drinking different cocktails every mm. night. It's probably all the cocktails yeah. you have. <laughs> probably all the fucking cocktails I had. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna stop drinking. Oh, cocktails. there we go. <laughs> Love a lot them. of cocktails. Co- a lot of tails. cocktails in this in this house. Okay, a lot of we, cock and a lot of tail. Do we cover everything we want there? I, I have think a, so. I have a whoopsie doodle little moment, kind of. Whoa! Wait, a whoopsie doodle little moment. Cue. <laughs> ah, fuck. Yeah. So <laughs> there's been this uh. There's been this TikTok trend going on, right? Uh, that, yeah. that made me face a lot of truths that I've been holding off about myself. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so that it's it's just it was I don't know if it was a trend, but there's like one girl who posted a TikTok, and other people have been like backing her up about how gross it is when men go to pee in the toilet, uh, right? Okay. And so she she got a black she she was always telling her husband or whatever that he like pees all over the place and he's sure. like no i don't i have perfect aim so she got a black light and it's a tiktok of her showing just how <laughs> disgusting her bathroom is and people trying to be like it's it's like you know cleaner and she has the black light on it's like it's not fucking cleaner and she's like spraying the toilet and like wiping it and you can see that it completely cleans it up um okay and the thing is that i as a man know this about our peepees yeah we there's if you think about it that when the pee comes out of the penis into the toilet there is no possible way that you are every time not getting any drops anywhere there's else. gonna be it collateral damage isn't physically possible my move was always wiping the rim down and everything sure. even though it means i'm wiping up every single man who's <laughs> ever been to that toilet's pee because nobody else does that apparently I'm the no, only I do one. it in my own in my own yeah, house. I live with a woman. Sure, I do the same but, thing. But and I and I know I'm making a mess. I know this thing is happening, and I have to come to. I'm, and I guess it's just one of those things they kept putting off because I'm because it's not something. It's embarrassing. You know, I don't have to deal with this. Like I don't. I, this is a problem. I don't want to need to solve. Uh, yeah, so like I finally day. settled on. I am just going to sit when I pee. I I oh, had okay. I had close to thirty years to figure out a solution. The answer was sit. Down. It doesn't work. It's a yeah. botched system, you guys. It's not It's not right. I don't think we should do it anymore. I think it's disgusting. Pee in a urinal. Sit down at home. That's where I am with yeah. it. I, like, I love that every man, there's a part of every man who wants to delude himself into thinking that he's yeah. the American sniper when it comes to pee. It's like, nah, motherfucker, you're a musketeer at best. Like, it is, it is, it is blunderbussing whenever it wants to go, especially on that first little spurt, because you never quite know where it's like, what you angle never know. it's going to choose. You, you never, never know, know where it's going to go. You never know. You and never we know. And the thing is that America refuses to have a dialogue about it. We refuse to admit what? the horrors that we have caused in the bathroom, and I think it's time. And it's not a blunderbuss. It's not like a one-shot 
type deal. It is a little kid with a Gatling gun, dude. <laughs> Just <laughs> trying to lift it up. <laughs> you know, it's like one of those scenes uh, when someone kills the guy behind the Gatling gun. The Gatling yeah, gun like yes! swings all over of its own accord. <laughs> exactly. That's what it's like. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I want no, you to imagine. No, I'm not. Like we, those 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 images were perfect. Yeah, that's exactly what it's like. Yep. Mm. So now you. Yeah. That's okay. it. That's all I got. All right. Uh, wow, meaning, dude. Don't get me wrong, buddy. Um, I respect that's, your choices. That's something else. I do. I'm glad that you're sitting that's, when you pee because trust me, there hasn't been a morning time where I have felt the need to stand up to pee for years now. <sighs> but like sometimes during the day, it happens. But I've been 100 you know, percent stand, stand oh, Peter man. personally. I don't like it. It makes my butt cold. <laughs> but there you go. <laughs> What are you pulling down your pants all the way? Like to sit no, down on the to toilet? Sit. Oh, no, not. I'm sorry. I thought you said you've been a stander all your life. No, I, I love thought you were like. I thought you were just like. Pants was one, I don't like those waste. Standing. I don't like to waste any time. So when I go to the bathroom, I'm in and out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> sorry, Taylor. Taylor did the little kid like pull your shirt all the way up past your nipples. <laughs> like, you know why they have to do that? They'll piss all over themselves. <laughs> Because it's disgusting. <laughs> also, I don't know oh why I was God. just reminded of a, of a... There was a rumor in like my elementary or middle oh, school no. or high school or something. Oh, wait, those are very different. Somebody had gotten caught having scaled the stall walls so they could stand up on top with their feet on each Excellent. stall. So they could take a dump and land it no in notes. the toilet from I all love the that. <laughs> Amazing. So... We have never said that we're not a pee-pee-poo-poo podcast. I want to be very clear on that. (laughs) We have never made false claims to you. I remember there was a guy we went to high school with, and I thought it was the funniest fucking thing, because he would pull his pants down around his ankles and pull off the shirt all the way and wait for you to walk into the bathroom afterward and just look at you dead in the eye with a shit-eating grin as his wiener is out flopping in the breeze like a hose that someone let lost control of. Somehow looking more naked than if he was just naked. (laughs) <laughs> always, always. Okay, so speaking of cocks, on the subject of cocktails, cocktails. are we friends? I'm going to say yeah pretty easily. I think this one's like, I, I think this was essentially a foregone conclusion, but I'm glad we confirmed everything. I thought a lot, I felt a lot, and then that transition certainly convinced me that we are <laughs> friends, yeah. Uh, I think it's it's always dicey. I th- I think if we if we kept talking about it, you know, it might start flipping back and forth if we really get into the nitty gritty. <laughs> but for now, I mean, alcohol is easy for me. Always yes. Okay. <laughs> well, you heard it here, everybody. And if you want to hear more, you can always find us every week about Monday. You can find us on our Twitter and Instagram, both of which are at underscore are we friends, all one word. And finally, you can find all of our episodes and a little bit of fun stuff about us on our website at r-we-friends.com. Dot com. Dot com. Fuck. Brian, <laughs> why do you purposely try to elude me? I fucking I have to chase you every time. You conditioned. I knew it. I want to say one more thing. All the time, Brian does this joke where you ask for one second to do something, and then he goes, one second, ha, ha, ha. But today, before recording, he did it. I managed to do the thing before he said it, and then he said it anyways, like a dumbass, Brian. So I'm now we lie. both it's, got each other. Mutually assured now. destruction. Thanks, man. It's, I feel like it's something that the conservative pundit is always going for. Like, oh, I slam dunk you. That was the first time I've witnessed like a real slam dunk <laughs> slam on somebody. Dunk. Like, yeah, no, that was pretty Ooh. rad. All right, everybody. 
I have been your boozy co-host, Taylor. I have been your dash of absinthe, ginger suppository co-host, Brian. And I'm still just Jorge. Please check out Downtime with John and Emily and uh, the the Outlaws and Old Ones. Thursdays at 7 p.m. on Twitch. And we will talk to you next week. Bottoms up.